Genre. Welcome again to Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast where we review, analyze, and reflect on Back to the Future Part 3. One uh, poop landing minute at a time. <laughs> I'm going to come in as in the news. Uh, I'm Scott Corelli, and uh, joining us again, uh, Chris LaSalle and David Stoker from Star Trek Minute. Welcome back, guys. Hey, hey. <laughs> you guys are exhausting. Five days, five days a week. Yeah. <laughs> I was just gonna say this is your fourth one. It's officially yeah. the longest uh, stint on a week. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, uh, five days. Well, happy to have you back. Thank you so much for enduring this, and uh, <laughs> welcome back to minute eighty nine, which starts with uh, uh, Biff Buf- Buford, Mad Dog Cannon, standing in front of the uh, so called body of Marty McFly, and. Uh, Ends with uh, some tension momentarily being relieved. Uh huh. Um. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's funny. Is do you, do you feel a lot like uh, Buford, you guys? Because uh, he gets five punches in the face. Is that what this feels like? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. It's number four right now. <laughs> <laughs> um. So uh. So yeah, Marty. Uh, kicks the gun out of his hand and then uh, just stands there and takes a punch and like breaks Mad Dog's hand because we get the big reveal of the uh, the stove door is uh, uh, he's wearing a stove door uh, in front of his uh, chest. It's he like did a bulletproof it. Vest. Yeah. Brilliant. That's some quick thinking, some quick thinking, especially like I, whenever I try to hang something, I always have that isn't supposed to be hung. I always have trouble figuring out where I'm going to put the string or the <laughs> rope or whatever. So it's impressive that he found a spot for the rope so easily. Mm, convenient. Yeah, he's got like a mm-hmm. quick release knot on one side, and a, yeah, yeah, very. Yeah. Uh, very Somebody there. was in the Boy Scouts. <laughs> I guess somebody going- was in the Boy Scouts. <laughs> <laughs> if you go back to last minute when Buford shoots him. Does no one mm-hmm. hear the clang from the bullet hitting the the, the chest? I think it, I think it was muffled by that thick ass uh, <laughs> poncho that he's been wearing. Yeah. He's <laughs> 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 muffled by that thick ass. Yeah, um, by that yeah just, thick ass. just leave it there. <laughs> but then Buford uh, walks up to him like he's almost like waiting for Marty to get up. Mm-hmm. Like I yeah, just feel this- like. He's like the whole couple of minutes we've been on. I feel like he's been way too patient, way too honorable to Marty, and then he's even given him—he's dead, and he's even given him the courtesy of being afraid of him. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think he's about to blow his face off. Uh, is what he was planning on doing here. Um, but I think I think what it was maybe was like he as he was getting closer, he was like, "Wait, he's not bleeding." Oh, so you think he was getting suspicious? Mm. Yeah, I think as he got closer, he started Maybe, getting a yeah. little suspicious. Yeah, because yeah. I was wondering about this. Is that part of the you know the dueling code? Is you know you shoot the guy down and then you go up and finish the job by hitting hitting him again, shooting him in the face, shooting him in the head. 
Like, no, geez. I just think I just think Mad Dog's a bad person. Um, <laughs> and I I think he would just think it was hilarious that he also blew his face off. Man, could be a whole <laughs> like he movie. finally instead of <laughs> instead of uh, just bowing to to his uh, audience, they'd all like scream when he did that. And then he would just cackle like a madman. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, how bad how bad would it have been for Marty if he didn't shoot him in the chest? I mean, he had a defined area yeah. that he had to he had to hit there in order to to not get killed, and he could have been shot anywhere else and be done for. That's why I think it might have been just lucky. I think he really was was hoping that uh, Buford would be into settling it like men. And then they start fighting. I think it was his plan all along to lure Tannen in just so he could kick the gun out of his hand. Yeah. Yeah. Just get close enough so I can kick it. So he's as dirty, rotten scoundrel just like Buford. It takes takes a Buford to beat a Buford. Hey, man. (laughs) Han Han shot first, you know? Yeah, that's true. It's hard out here in these streets. You gotta do what you can. <laughs> oh man. He never said um, he was a role model. <laughs> it's uh <laughs> I uh, I I love how bad that punch looks like it hurts. Oh yeah. Um oh man. And it's a good sound effect too, because the clang isn't too like ridiculous um it's what's the big ass yeah right exactly exactly (laughs) it's got that it's got that slight muffled quality to it it's it's like it's it's really good it's really really, good sound design it's really i love it when i love it when sound design like that is really satisfying Mm. Mm -hmm. like when a punch really lands or something you know yeah do you you guys (sighs) notice the look on marty's face after that punch got thrown Oh yeah. oh yeah! That yeah. is dark Marty right there. He looks yeah. like uh, you're dead. You know, like he looks. Yeah. He's ready to. <laughs> he go was. After he was. Him. He, he was it, like, I'm make, ending this. It makes me think of uh, Batman v Superman when Batman catches <laughs> Superman arm the first time, and it's like that little smirk of like, "Got you now." Yeah. Oh yeah, it actually is yeah. a lot like that. Yeah. You aren't brave. Men are brave. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then, uh, he takes the stove door off and just, just slaps Buford across the face with it. That's rough. He'd be out. There's no way he's getting up. I know. Like, how does that not break his like jaw or something? I know. His face should be mush right now. Yeah. Uh, Unless, uh, unless Marty pulled it at the last minute. Yeah, we are. You know, Marty is like, what, like 98 pounds? Like. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It does take him. It does take him like four times to get him down. Yeah. Those last couple of punches are really like, like, geez, you know, like stay down. Well, he's got to, you know, he's got to get on his stepladder to punch him too. I mean, he's punching punching up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) True. He's taking a little jump every time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if if uh, if if Buford j- would just fix his posture, like Marty wouldn't even be able to get him. <laughs> yeah, if he stood up straight. <laughs> hey, yeah. what? No, come on. <laughs> it's not fair. <laughs> um, yeah, 
So so first he gets he gets so he gets punched three times and lands in the gravestone, which is just which okay yeah he's, super he, lucky. His head breaks through a gravestone, you guys. I know. <laughs> this is going into like Terminator territory. Like he's like he like he's earning his uh, his his green belt or something. Jeez, with his head, man. Yeah, and that's a thick stone. That is no like paper thin. Oh, yeah, that is thick. Yeah. Yeah, it's like those guys that like break those concrete blocks or whatever. Yeah, but they're trying to do that. They're doing it in a way that's like quote safe. Uh-huh. This dude just went in without planning on it or nothing. It's rough. <laughs> it's uh it's a rough time. I I but I do I love that you know, just to erase all possibility of of uh that gravestone being in the photograph, they just have him break it. Um, That's a nice touch. Yeah, I like that. Uh, and I, I like to think that Marty was aiming him for it. Uh, just to just to put the kibosh on that storyline. <laughs> not today. <laughs> no, not poop. You know, it's, it's poop time for you. <laughs> speaking of nice touches, I like the, uh, the music uh, during the punches. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. The music the music fires up for like the first two punches and then it pauses. Bum bum bum. And then waits for that third punch mm-hmm. to go in. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, it's really good. It's really, really good. Mm-hmm. And then uh that manure uh wagon. Um that's some uh I, I I mean I don't know. I don't know much about uh horses and, and whatnot, but I I feel like whoever uh Whatever animals made that manure, they might have some digestion problems because <laughs> that just looks like a bunch of grass lumps. Yeah. Yeah. I would have uh, tried to adjust the color on my set. Like this isn't right. Yeah. They're all, per- some, uh, they're all perfectly formed too. Yeah. They're like, uh, they're like rabbit food pellets or something. Yeah. Or like the stuff that you put in rabbit cages, like on the on the bottom of the cage, the little the little uh, pellets. Maybe just some Should rare like, animal. Maybe someone had a llama, you know, just they have weird it's poop. A llama. <laughs> that's, that's, llama. That's, that's some big llama poop. <laughs> I don't uh. know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably yeah. it's probably just compost, right? Compost, or I don't know, like 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 gardening manure. Right, isn't well, that what that is? Well, it says manure right on the side of the, the thing. Yeah. It says, well, but this is the this is the um, this is the guy who picks up the manure though, like or on the streets. Oh, like, so he's it's just right, all it's just all horse manure. Uh, yeah, he's standing right next to it with the shovel because he's been picking it up all day. Yeah, like no. Yeah, it's you know, funny also, for you, but not for me. <laughs> this is 1885, right before all the you know you got all these hormones and animal food and. All these antibiotics, so it's probably just a more That's natural true. manure, right? That's, That's what it would look like in the old days. That's what poop maybe is supposed to look uh, like. It, it's historically accurate there manure. There we go. They're like, we really want this to be like accurate to what would have really happened in the real world if someone <laughs> fell in, in poop. <laughs> Somebody find out what color manure was in 1885. I'm surprised that hasn't happened yet in Westworld. Is like a program where a bad guy has to fall in manure every time. <laughs> well, we don't know. Uh, we don't know how far into the future Westworld is. So, you know, back to the future might not even be part of uh, the, 
the public sphere anymore. Oh, that's right. That's like a theory that it's like in a different, totally different time than now. Yeah. What? No, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. So uh, yeah, I and I I love. So I I love the reaction of um, the uh, three Buford cronies. Yeah, they're like whoa. Um, which, by the way, uh, I I don't think we brought this up, I, but uh, we found their names. Oh wow! No, oh, you really? didn't tell me this. No. Yeah. So we I finally found their names, um, and uh, their names are, and this is thanks to um, someone on uh, the. Uh, uh, the uh, Listener Preservation Society. Um, they uh, they pointed it out because they're not credited as these names, but they have these names, I guess, in the shooting script. Um, but their names are Stubble, Seagar, and Buck. Seagar. <laughs> yeah. Seagar. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I want yeah. that nickname. Yeah. <laughs> Stubble. Stubble is also pretty good. Yeah. Buck. Welcome back to Star Trek Minute. I'm Seagar. Seagar <laughs> <laughs> does sound like a Klingon name, like a really cool Klingon name, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. It actually does. C apostrophe G A R. I yeah. am Seagar. Cigar. Cigar. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so Stubble, Seagar, and Buck. That's their that's their names. And I really like their expression of just like, like that. Oh, God. That's. Horrible. <laughs> no man, no man deserves that. I, I I saw a man get gunned down just a second ago, but that was way worse. <laughs> what if like one what if one like slowly took his hat off? Yeah. <laughs> no man could survive be, that much. Oh, that would be great. And then of course, like Doc is just like, oh man, has Doc seen the manure thing happen before? That's hilarious! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whammo! Whammo! <laughs> Because <laughs> he was flying the DeLorean above the manure truck when it happened to to Biff in part two. Yeah. So I don't know that he saw anything. I can't remember. And he definitely wasn't there for when it happened in part one. So maybe this is the first time. Yeah. Uh, I, I, had, I had a note in here for all these minutes we've been watching this week. Is yeah. How difficult is it, do you think, to direct Christopher Lloyd? Because... <laughs> I think in all of these minutes, every time you see him, he's just making some other facial expression. That's yeah. that's all he's doing in this minute is just making faces. It's it's just uh, making faces, and they're all different. I imagine, and they're, I imagine they're that's awesome. why he would. I imagine that's why he would be like amazing to direct. Because he seems like he's just an energy machine. Like you could just like point and just like go. Yeah, he could just yeah. give you and he, so and he just much. does it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, I I just imagine you know you get you get him because you probably don't need to direct him much, like especially not three movies in, you know? Yeah. He, he's got he, it down. He probably, yeah, he, he knows what he's doing better than you do. I think it's kind of like, it'd be point. like trying to direct like Johnny Depp in a Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Right. Yeah, <laughs> uh, exactly. That's so what, better. you know what? That's who Buford kind of reminded me of in the last minute oh, when he was walking down the yeah. street. Yeah. Oh yeah. Good call. Mm-hmm. It was bugging me the whole time. Yeah. Like, this is reminding me of some character, and that's who it was. The early Jack buzz Sparrow. about the fifth one is that it's fun. Apparently, yeah. Um, that's Played good. CinemaCon. 
That's good. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean minute has uh, something to look forward to in like five years. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is that a thing? Oh yeah, yeah. They're doing Curse of the Black Pearl right now. Yeah. Who do, who's who's doing that one? I don't remember their names Let's off the top it. of my head. It's two assholes. Yeah. Um, no, it's a it's a guy. <laughs> it's it's a, I think it's a guy and his wife. Oh, they're gonna, awesome. they're gonna appreciate the shout out there, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the shout out. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome though. Okay. a couple of assholes uh, <laughs> yeah no no, no 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 they're they're like uh like disneyland nerds so oh they're like, fun cool yeah so, they so they're coming the, at it from that perspective and stuff so they know where all the mickeys are in the film or the yeah <laughs> right <laughs> um so my favorite i think this has been my favorite bit of the week right here is the bit where uh, Seamus and Chester exchange glasses, glances <laughs> yeah. and laugh and Seamus is like, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, like just a really great, quiet little Seamus moment. Yeah. Because he's never seen uh, the poop thing, definitely. Yeah. No. <laughs> he's like, oh. Well, what, I, what I love about it is they're all laughing at a, at a poop joke. Yeah. yeah, which is like I would imagine, sort of like a new kind of humor at I this don't point. Know. Like, I feel like I feel like as we get as we advance as a culture, our humor gets more and more sophisticated. So I think back then, like falling in, in crap was like the funniest thing that could ever happen. Right. Yeah. But uh, I uh, I just I love that that exchange. It's really yeah. good. Like if Marty if Marty. Just like after the silence was just like, blammo, like he would kill. It would, he would get so many laughs. Uh-huh. Boom, zoom to the moon, Tannen. Right? Boom, zoom to the moon. <laughs> What's he doing? Power right in the kisser. Power right in the kisser. I have one complaint about this minute. Okay. Can okay, I share? Please. Yes. So we, we all know there's usually right good foreshadowing in, in films and um, mm-hmm. and the, the stove door, right. We talked about it a couple minutes ago when Marty right. saw the, you know, first, when we saw the stove door, you know, we knew that was coming, right? Of course. Right. In this minute that we see the stove door again, when Marty takes it off and he throws it on the ground, there's actually a shot of it where we just see it land on the ground. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm like, all right, is there something else that's supposed to happen with the stove door? It's. It's bothering me now. I'm like, oh, maybe they cut something out of this minute. Do you guys know if there was something cut? Would they use the door one more time? I don't think so. I, I, I almost feel like the uh, him dropping onto the ground was meant to be sort of uh, almost like a reveal, weirdly. Oh, okay. Like a like a big dramatic reveal. Because sure. like, he, he whips his, his, mm. uh, his, his thing back and you get that reveal. Right. But when he's like when he's like dropping it down, it's like sort of it just feels like a a dramatic moment. I don't know. Yeah, it's um, a, yeah. I, I agree with you, Scott. I think it's much much like um, like it's almost saying to the audience right in their face, saying, "This is what we showed you a couple minutes ago, and this is how he saved his life." Like, yeah, oh, you think it's like the payoff almost? Yeah, the, yeah, the right. payoff, right, right. Okay. I, and I, I think I think that the the way that they do it with just that cutaway shot, I mean, I think it would have been better if you had seen him like throw it down and like the the shot was like focused on it but tilted up so that you could see uh Mad Dog coming after him or something. 
I, I feel like that would have been a cleaner way of doing it. Cause you're right. I, I, I get what you're saying. Like that throw that cutaway shot is what makes it feel like it's setting something up for some reason. Cause yeah. you don't usually, you do the cutaway for a setup, not for a payoff. Um, so, right. so you're right. It does feel a little off, but, uh, I think that, yeah, but I do think that's all it's doing is just being like, Hey, look at the thing. See, right. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's switching to fists now. So that's probably the right. Other. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause Han shoots first, but you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. He can't be, he can't turn into a monster. Right. <laughs> right. Um, well, he's going to settle it like men then because he's going to drop the, he's going to drop right. the stove and then he's going to use the fisticuffs. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Oh man. That's good. And I also really like that, that after he gets him into the manure and he's just like, man, I'm three for three with this manure thing. This is great. <laughs> and, this, is like my, and, this is like his bullwhip. Right. But he, he, he's, uh, he like shakes his hand cause you know, it hurts of, from of punching. Of course, to punch an adult I, man four times in a row. Well, yeah, I just like that detail yeah, because great, that's yeah. not the kind of detail that they put in movies where the character is trying to be like a badass. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and, and it's what separates your Martys from like your – that's always the big complaint about John McClane is that with every diehard movie, right. he gets less and less human. Yeah, he gets yeah. more and more immortal. More Terminator. Yeah. Right. Or like – Wrestling ra- the- jet planes and just when you don't think it could get any worse than that, it does. Yeah. <laughs> Or like uh, how Fast and the Furious. I would started about a bunch of troubled youths that, you know, get their aggression out by racing streetcars in L.A. And now it's like cars falling out of windows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cars on the ice versus a submarine. Yeah, cars versus submarine. Yeah. <laughs> there's a there's a big poster in downtown L.A. that's just the submarine part. Nice. And I'm like, they're really banking on that, like getting getting asses and seats. I mean, I don't think they need anything to get asses and seats, to be honest. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's all I have for this minute. I mean, the authorities arrive. Uh, yes, late, late as usual. Of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm I'm good. If you guys are good, I'm good. All, all good. Cool. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about some of the other stuff we have going on at DuelingGenre.com. Dueling Genre Productions is the uh, little production company that Scott and I founded. And in that factory of uh, goodness, we have uh, podcasts like Back to the Future Minute, Lord of the Rings Minute, Harry Potter Minute, Spider-Man Minute, Geek by Night, which is uh, about to wrap up its first season. Uh, Scott and I are hard at work at the finale right now as we speak. And uh, mm-hmm. it's only getting better. I'm so pumped about uh, Friends and Enemies Part 2, which should be out by the time this comes out. Is that true? Oh, long out. Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. Um, Maybe even Episode 8 getting ready to come out. I don't know. But <laughs> the point is, you should be subscribing to it. You should be listening to it. However you're listening to this, that's how you can listen to Geek by Night. So uh, give it a listen. Give it a review. And let us know what you think. Because we're super, super proud of it. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and we'll be back tomorrow with Minute 90. Bye, guys. Bye.